right, welcome to another episode of Rising Tide. The purpose of Rising Tide is to educate, heal, and empower by bringing on the world's most brilliant minds and purest souls. I am excited to have someone in the real estate game today be a Rising Tide for you all. This is Mr. Shabazz. He also goes as the mobile home closer. Uh, how are you doing today, sir? Man, I'm doing excellent, man. I can't complain. How about yourself? I'm blessing and progressing, man. It's been an amazing day. I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Yes, sir. And I definitely appreciate you having me. So big ups to you, man. Definitely, definitely. So let's just start it out with uh, just telling the people who you are, what it is that you do, and how you got into what you're doing. Yes, sir. So uh, my name is Abdul Shabazz, like you stated, also known as the Mobile Home Closer. Um, just to give you a brief history about myself, um, the Mobile Home Closer, you know, it, it derived from um, a family business. And so um, a little bit of history about myself. The first mobile home that my family uh, purchased was back in 1995. So this is not something that, you know, I just woke up one day and said, okay, well, cool. I'm gonna jump into the mobile home game. You know, my family, you know, been investing or had that vision to invest in mobile homes since 1995. And uh, till this day, we actually still have that mobile home and it's still being rented out. Yes. Wow. Mobile home is still being rented out in Somerville, South Carolina. Um, but just to give a, a backdrop and how I really got integrated in the mobile home game, at the age of five years old, my father, uh, he was you know he was teaching about financial literacy at that age, right? So in elementary school, he would actually give me, supply me with candy, right? And he would tell me, Abdul, now I need you to go and double the money back. All right, so don't ask me for any more money. I just want you to go and flip this and then double the money and then pay me what I put up, right? And so, um, you know, at a, at a very young age, you know, I was getting used to buying candy and reselling it. And so what my father did was he was so wise in how he taught me, he actually uh, taught me in steps. So once I mastered the, the, the candy game, you know, in elementary school, he said, okay, well now I want you to go and work for my mother and my father. We had a very big successful uh, peanut business in Charleston, South Carolina, right? And so, you know, at the age of eight years old, I would go to my grandparents' house and, you know, um, I would learn how to, you know, cook the peanuts. I would learn how to bag the peanuts and everything, right? And ever since the intermediate, all the way until I graduated, that's what I was doing. So my father, he actually told me that our, me and my sister was an asset because at, I, I was around about eight years old. I was purchasing all of my school items, all of my school clothes, everything. My parents didn't wow. purchase anything for us. I you said at eight years old? At eight years old, yes, sir. Wow. At eight, at eight years old. Um, so they, he taught me how to be financially free early on. Right. And then at the age of 15, that's whenever he introduced me to the mobile home game, you know, and he taught me in steps and, you know, as a young, as a young guy, right. I'm just thinking I'm about to go and cut the grass, but in my father's mind it's like, no, I'm preparing you for something that's bigger than what you actually see right now. So what I mean by he was teaching me in steps, he would tell me, look, I want you to come to the mobile home, just cut the grass and you're done for the day. So I would go to the mobile home, the same mobile home that I was telling you that we had in 1995. I would go there, cut the grass, cut the grass. And then he would say, okay, well, cool, Abdul. Now you, you know how to cut the grass and everything else like that. That's cool. Now I want you to come inside the house and I want you to help me paint the, the interior. And so that's when I started painting the interior. And then he was teaching me uh, how to build using my hands. So then I learned the skill and, you know, I'm a, I'm big on, um, you know, young males should learn some type of skill so they can have something to pass down. And, you know, that's what my father did. He was teaching me how to use my hands because if anything else fails, I, I got these, I, I can still go to work and I can still, you know, go in a construction field because I know how to do, you know, carpentry. I know how to do electrical work, plumbing work, and different things to that nature. 
And then that's whenever my father, he was teaching me um, the mobile home game. Once I learned those steps and, you know, from a youngin, he had me studying people like Robert Kiyosaki. Robert Kiyosaki was actually um, the most talked about in my house. It was Robert Kiyosaki. And, you know, at the age of 13, I was actually hosting classes. Well, I won't say host, I would, I would say co-hosting classes with my father. And I was teaching grown grown-ups at the age of 13, you know, uh, the cash flow game. And we used to have like, you know, sessions sometimes at our house, sometimes at uh, different facilities. And, you know, I was teaching growing up the financial game and how to get out the rat race. You know what I'm saying? At that age. And it was just blowing in mind. It was like, why is this little boy keep beating us in this game? And I'm like, well, no, no, no. If a stock goes down to a dollar, you have to invest all your money because the return is going to be much greater. I was teaching them every, all this, you know what I'm saying? And it's funny because now I'm, I'm just playing it out. You know, I'm actually, I'm doing the stocks. I'm doing the, uh, the mobile home investing. You know what I'm saying? We're getting into the, 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 the major house flips and all that. So it's, it's crazy now, but yeah, that's a little backstory about myself and you know, how I got into it, you know? So how, um, how different is the mobile home game from traditional real estate? Okay. So it's very different, right? So here's the thing. I get a lot of, um, you know, uh, realtors, they come to me, right? And I actually had a class with, um, you know, several realtors. And they said, Abdul, man, I, you know, at first I, I, I see what you're putting out there with the mobile home games, but it was like, I'm just so used to single family or commercial um, buildings, right? And it was like, I just can't get with the mobile home because, you know, mobile homes is considered personal property, right? So if something is personal property, then, you know, is not considered real estate. Now, if you fix a mobile home to the land, it then turns into real estate, right? Mm -hmm. But if a mobile home is not fixed to the land, it's not, you know, it's not real estate because it's not fixed to the land. You can actually just move, you can move a mobile home. And so- uh, So what fixes it to the land? Like a foundation or something like that? Yes, and pardon my correct. ignorance, I, okay. No, 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 correct. You're, you're absolutely correct. So what you have to do is you have to uh, break in the skirting. The skirting just protects um, the under layer. It is, skirting is a protection uh, of the mobile home. You know, it goes around the entire mobile home, but it just acts as a, a protection um, to everything like the underbelly of the mobile home. It protects underneath the mobile home for like rodents and different things to that nature. Um, but what you do is the skirting, you have to actually brick it in. And when you brick it in, then the mobile home can no longer be moved because it is it is uh, fixed now to that land. And that's what turns it into real estate. So you have to go through a whole process of taking it to um, the DMV and then switching things over from personal property to real estate property. So that's a whole different ball game right there. You know, but when people uh, like realtors, whenever they hear mobile home, they hear something that depreciates, right? So all of their career, they're thinking about, okay, I got to get a house that appreciates in value, not depreciates in value. And so they stay away from it. But then whenever you break down the numbers to them, then they look at it they're like, hold up. So you mean to tell me mobile home is bringing in? So you mean to tell me, right? Hold up, Abdul, you're going to have to break this down to me. See, then, see, now the narrative, everything changes now. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're saying with like the rental income could almost match what residential would be. I mean, no, maybe no. not to the same degree because it's not the same no, square footage no, and space. No, no, it don't almost, it beats it. Really? It beats it. It don't almost, it beats it. I'm, I'm going to give you a quick breakdown right here, right? Okay, so if you have... And I know some people out there, they get distressed properties, right? We're not even going to talk about a big time property. We're going to talk about a small distressed property. If you get a small distressed property for $45,000, right? I have yet to purchase a mobile home over $5,000. Matter of fact, let me, let, me, let, me, let me just take you backwards. I have yet to purchase a mobile home over $2,500. Mm. I have yet. But I'm going to just put 5000 out there right now. So if somebody have 
$45,000 and they buy a distressed property. Now, I'm not even going to talk about what it costs to repair that property to get it up to value to actually put it on the market and sell it. I'm going to just keep it at $45,000 because I'm going to show you these numbers right, right quick. If I take $45,000, I can buy nine mobile homes. Now, let's do it at a minimum of $300 per month that I'm gonna be receiving residual income. Let's do it at a bare minimum, $300, because that's that's about the standard, um, the national standard, you know, mobile homes, how much you how much you will make. Let's just keep it at 300. So 300 times nine, all right? That is $2,700 a month. Now you just got one property. Now, how much do you think a distressed property at 45,000, even if you hook it up and you put $40,000, how much do you think that's going to rent out for? It's not going to rent out for $2,700. At all. Maybe a max seven or 800 a month. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and here's the thing. Those people who may have put up that money, they may not have used their money. They may have got some type of loan, uh, renovation loan to do that. So therefore you still have to pay the bank back their portion as well too. So now you looking at, off of that, you looking at maybe about $300, three to $400 that you may have to pay back to somebody else. So now you got to knock that price off. So I, I, I would even do it at a high end. Let's say, quote unquote, you're making $2,000 profit. I mean, not 2,000, you're, 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 you're receiving $2,000, right? But then you take the money off that you still owe the bank which is $400, that's $1,600. So then that's on a high end. That's on a high end because you're not making $1,600 on a distressed property. Even if you renovate it, you're not going to make $1,600 cash flow. But anywho, which one would you rather have? $1,600 or $2,700? $2,700, no question. $2,700. Now let's say, let's say we do the same thing and we get a loan as well too, right? Well, let's knock off $400. That's $2,300. So at the end of the day, which one would you rather have? $2,300 or $1,600? $2,300. And I mean, you'd be crazy if you say, oh, I'll take the $1,600. That is a person who don't want to believe, you know, who don't want to believe that mobile homes were actually bringing more money than a single family home, you know, so. So you're staying away from debt too, almost in a sense. I know with the example you just gave that you had said, what if I get a loan as well? But like, are you so you're so this is a way that you're doing it and also kind of getting debt free or not uh obligating yourself to debt? No, so let me tell you. So I put up my own money. I put up I put up my own money. And you know my father, That's that Dame Dash post. Yeah, I, I was right. <laughs> I, you know, hey, I'm I'm a, I'm a big follower of Dame Dash, man. I man, I, I look up to Damn Dash. I've been following Damn Dash for a long, long time. I look up to it. I you know, I like the the boss mentality. Um, I just, I just love it, man. I, I, I love it to death. But, um, but yeah, so I put up my own money. I put up, I put up my own money, you know, any, now you, I do have people who invest, you know, um, in my company. Yeah, that's, that's fine. You can invest in my company because, you know, I invest in other people's company. Um, but as far as me purchasing a mobile home, I put up my own dough, you know, mm. I, I put up my own money. Um, my thing is my father, now here's, hear me out now. My father, he taught me OPM. All right. As a youngin, um, other people's money. He taught me he's Abdul. If you can utilize other people's money, then utilize it. And me, I still I don't have a problem with somebody doing that. I still think that's a smart way. And I always tell people there's different ways to skin a cat. Like I know big time investors who took out a ten thousand dollar loan and then flipped it in mobile homes or flipped it in um, some type of, you know, another investment, right? Double their money back, pay the people back off their loan, right? But now they have $10,000 to work with, you know what I'm saying? And duplicate that same process. So I'm not telling nobody, oh, you know, da -da -da -da. no, you know, I mean, there's different ways to skin a cat, you know? So you, you will end up seeing the same result. My thing was, I like putting up my own money because um, I don't like to, because I do like a budget, you know what I'm saying? And so whenever I'm, I'm budgeting for the month, I don't want to look at my budget sheet and see that I owe somebody, right? I don't want to keep looking up, oh, you owe this bank, you owe this person, you owe that. Because if you don't pay it, then now you're going to get a, a lot of people calling your phone, asking where their money at, you know? And so, you know, me, I was always taught 
um, you know, that debt is slavery, you know, so I don't want nobody to have that, that up and up over on me saying that, oh yeah, I'm about to come take this because you didn't pay me my money. You know? So was this mentality that you had uh, putting up your own bread, was that something that came as an adult since you said that your dad had taught you about using other people's money and all that? Did you kind of grow up using other people's money and then transition into putting your own dough up? Or was you just always like, I'm just gonna put my own dough up from the gate? No, so I'll tell you this, so I tried both ways. And for me, it's the feeling behind putting on my own money. It's the feeling going, because here, here's the thing, there's steps whenever you have to, whenever you have to borrow money, you got to give somebody your social security card. You got to give your, somebody your ID. They're looking at your bank statements. So now they're trying to fact check everything that you're telling them. And it's like, why am I, why am I doing all this? Like you, you, you trying to run down my whole history. Okay. We need, we need this verification. We need this pay stuff from your company. We need this. We need that. We need this. And it's like, man, you, you know, especially when they see a young person like myself coming to them, asking them for, you know, you know, a certain lump sum of money or a small, you know, bit of money. They're still looking at you like, okay, what are you going to be doing with this? And now it's like somebody's kind of like getting all in your business and they want to know every single intricate detail of what you're going to do because now they got to put it in the system and everything. But if I can just go to a park manager, right? How much is this home? 2000, okay, yes. I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna get a cashier check right now. I'm gonna come back, boom. We can go ahead and sign, uh, finish the deal. You see how fast that process is? That process, that process is fast. It's, it's one, two, three. So for me, it was the feeling behind putting out my own dough and making things happen fast. No, that's powerful, man. That's powerful. Uh, talk to me about this um, Sunday live stream that you do via Zoom uh, at 5 p.m. every Sunday and then how that leads to your masterclass. Yes, sir. So every Sunday, what I do is um, I put together a live uh, Zoom class. Um, I have a lot of new investors. You know, they want to learn the game. And I always tell people before you, you know, you go big and you try to get the master class and everything else like that. I want you to learn the fundamentals. Um, you know, everybody will tell you I have never one time never pushed a master class for anybody. The only thing I've been promoting, like you can go on my page right now. You've never seen a masterclass on my page. Never, not one. The only thing I promote on my page is join our, our, you know, our private Zoom class. Join that if you want to learn more about the mobile home game, right? Um, my whole thing is I want people to make sure. And I, you know what? I'll say this first. A lot of people are working jobs, but their gifts, gifts that they have right now is misplaced. So since their gifts are misplaced, then whenever they turn over in the morning time, they contemplate going to work. When they go to work, they give a half, you know what, effort. They don't care. They're tired. They're constantly telling their friends and family members that they don't see themselves at this job for another month, another two months. So what I want people to do is whenever they join this class, I want to make sure that your gifts are aligned with mobile home investing because if your gifts are not aligned with mobile home investing, then you're going to treat it like how you treat your job. And me, since I'm a person that's passionate about it. And since my gifts are aligned with mobile home investing and what I do and how I do it, I want to make sure that somebody else gifts are aligned with it as well too, because instead of you giving 50% effort because your gift, you just in it for the money. I will always take somebody who is willing to give that hundred percent versus that person that just want to give me 50%. Because you give an example of how your uh, talents are aligned with uh, mobile home flipping for those who are listening, who may not have like a clear idea of what skill sets are necessary or what skill sets do align with that industry. Yeah. So um, a powerful speaker, her name is uh, Dr. Ava and um she was talking about like, you know, your gifts and, you know, a lot of people, they want to know like, okay, well, how can I find out, you know, my gifts? Um, and I, I always tell people don't mix, you know, your gifts and your, your, your skill set. Um, you know, there's a difference between those two, you know, a gift, that's something that you can do with your eyes. Cause that's something that God have given you that nobody else, you know, um, have been, have been given, you know, because no two raindrops are alike. 
No two uh, leaves, no two human beings are alike, right? So each and every one of us have something that's different than someone else. And uh, Dr. Ava, she was breaking down. She said, either you can be a helper, a teacher, or a creator. You know, those are the three things right there. You're either going to be a helper, a teacher, or a creator um, in this world. You know, and so I, I started looking at the gifts that God had blessed me with. And I've been blessed to speak in front of hundreds and hundreds of people, packed out rooms, right? And the way how I spoke, I was able to, I'm talking about move people. I'm talking about people on their feet. They're moving. So I'm like, I said, man, I said this. I said, since I was a young person in front of people, teaching people, I said, and that means that God is probably trying to tell me that my voice must be heard. So now I got to do something with my voice to empower the people that's outside that may not know what I know. And so I took that upon in the mobile home game because now I'm in a coaching position to where I coach people, but I'm still using my voice to give people something that they have never heard before. I'm still using my voice to move people, to help people, right? And so I wanted to make sure that my gifts were aligned and I was passionate about what I was doing. I didn't want to treat this like a, like a job. I didn't want to treat this like a hobby. Something I just pick up and I just do. No, this is this is full time for me, right? You know, so you got to make sure that what you do best can be implemented in the mobile home game. And that's how you would not get tired. So the only thing a person have to do is they have to self-reflect. What do I do good? All right. And how can I implement this in talking to people? Because you're going to have to talk to sellers. You're going to have to talk to buyers. You're going to have to talk to park managers. You know, you're going to have to know about the finance side. You're going to have to know about the renovation side. So there's a lot of things that you can use your skill sets in different areas to still be in line in the mobile home industry. You know, I always tell people, there's some people, they just want to, uh, they just want to make a quick dollar. And I'm like, you know, don't be in it just to make a quick dollar. You can make a quick, I, I can buy a pack of pencils, you know what I'm saying, for 50 cents and sell it for a dollar. And that's a quick 100% ROI in my money, right? So if you want to just make a quick dollar, you can do something like that. But this is more than that because there's countless times that I be put in positions to help someone that is about to get evicted. So I don't just take this lightly. This is somebody else on the opposite side who are literally struggling, struggling to hold on the little bit that they have. But in a park management, say, Abdul, this person right here, there's nothing we can do, Abdul. They're about to get evicted. They're three months behind on their lot rent. Can you help them out? And how I add value to the people is I offer them whatever it is that they may be, that they may owe on a lot rent so that there is no eviction that goes on their credit. So I help. Man, I help so many people out. So I tell people, don't do it for the money, you know. And and so I everything that um, I do, I make sure it's aligned with my purpose in life. And me just helping somebody out that's about to get evicted, and I prevent that going on their credit, and I actually give them the money so they can go out and at least, even if they have to stay with a family member, they have a thousand or two thousand dollars in their pocket, so that now they can restart rather have no money in their pocket living with someone else or could even be on the street and they got an eviction on their credit and on top of that they're not going to be able to get another house right off the bat if you got an eviction that just currently happened so there's, there's more to it than just mobile home investing so you're saying like uh, let's just say I'm renting out a mobile home or whatever, and I'm falling behind on what I owe. You would go to the landlord and just pay what they owe. So that gets them in the clear, or you actually give them money. That's something that they can walk away with. Yeah. So, so what I, what I'll end up doing is, so promise that I give you an example right now, the property manager, right? She called me and she said, Hey, look, I know you're looking for some homes. 
She said, there's a young guy, he's about to get evicted. Now I'm gonna tell you about his situation, all right? This was his situation. He was about to get evicted because he was behind. Now his mother lived in that same park. So he was going to uh, sell me the home, but then he was gonna move in with his mother. If I did not purchase the home from him, if I did not help him out, then he was going to have an eviction on his credit. And also he wasn't going to be able to move in with his mother because she was in the same park. Mm. So therefore he was going to be homeless because that's the only place he had to go was back to his mother's house. So he owed also, so people own the mobile home, but they pay rent on the, the land the that rent. it sits on. Correct. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so now, okay. Okay. So that's what you call lot rent. So the owner of the park, right? They rent out the land so that we can have our mobile home situated on their land. Wow. Okay. And that's what's called lot rent. And that's so when month. I see a large, cause I, I've, uh, my cousin in uh, South Bend actually stays at a mobile home and I've seen mobile home parks. I, I, that just made it make sense for me though. So somebody just buys basically land and then just start letting people put mobile homes there and then y'all just pay me this per month or whatever. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it wow. like that or you can, um, you can set it up to where you own the land and the homes. So therefore wow. you making, you making money off somebody paying you for the homes and you making money off them paying you for the lot rent. Do you do uh, lots too, or? Well, that's something that I'm I'm looking um, to get into is to start getting lots because I've been I've been looking. I'm constantly looking, you know, for mobile homes that's um, that people is trying to sell and different things to that nature. Um, I'm looking into individual lots as well too. Like my family, they have the land and everything else like that. But like I say, I'm trying to make a name for myself right now. So everything that my family have, I want to make sure I duplicate that. And then now I have it as well too. So that's really, that's really my ultimate goal. My ultimate goal, I saw myself owning an entire community, right? And changing the name to Shabazz Mobile Home Park. Mm. My vision is to change the name. My vision is to change the street name as well too, to my last name. You know, everything I do, I do it for my last name. That's it. That's it. I hustle for my last name. So the street, whenever you turn down my, my street, Shabazz Drive, Shabazz Lane, Shabazz Road. When you get to the mobile home, Shabazz Mobile Home Park. You know, so that was my ultimate vision is to own my own mobile home because I saw myself uh, owning an entire community, you know, um, but out of that is going to be big things, man. We're going to have, you know, agriculture, everything. So it's going to be, it's going to be like our own little city right in and there, you know, but yeah, that, that is like, you know, one of my, my long-term goals. Now I can definitely, uh, see you, uh, doing that. And then also you were talking about using your gift and you were supposed to use one of your gifts is your voice. Uh, I just want to like affirm you on that because, of course, in a podcast game, I just talk to people all the time, but you're very captivating and it's like, you're good at just keeping me like locked in. Uh, so I definitely want to just validate and affirm that a voice, your voice is for sure a gift. Cause as you're talking, I'm just like locked in, ain't no internal chatter going on. Ain't none of that. I'm just over here really listening to what you're saying, bro. So I appreciate you for walking uh, in purpose. We had slightly got a little distracted as you were uh, talking about uh, your Sunday Zoom class. Uh, so yeah. how can people get in and exactly what uh, will they be getting in that? Yeah, so um, what I end up doing um, on my social media, um, you know, at the mobile home closers, um, I usually put it out and, you know, I tell somebody, you know, comment below invest or comment below bag. And once they drop the bag, I'll send it to, you know, their, uh, their inbox. And, you know, that's where the information, you know, I just have like a, a short paragraph just stating what all I'll be teaching in that class. And usually what I teach in that class is how to buy, fix, and flip uh, mobile homes. And, you know, I just give them pretty much the prerequisites of actually starting. So in the Zoom class, 
I give people literally in that class, I give them action steps. So we will literally take a quick 30 second break. And I would say, y'all do this right now and comment in the chat box below what you have found. So we literally start looking up mobile home parks that's near that person. And people be blown away because they've been like, I've been there tight. I've been driving past these mobile home parks for five years because sometimes mobile home parks, you know, they be ducked off. You know, you they, they may be behind a gas station that you never, ever, you know, drove drove back there to see what was back there, right? But it may be a, a, an entire community back there. You know, so we do action steps. You know what I'm saying? Um, I interact with the people on the call because my thing is once you get on that, and we usually, uh, we're usually on the call for about an hour and a half. Once you get on that call, as soon as you leave that call, you should know the next steps, how to start looking for mobile homes. You would know. It's not like you got to, Oh, well, what about, well, what about, well, what about, no, 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 no. And then after I explain everything, how to buy, fix and flip mobile homes, at the end, I do an entire question, I'm an answer. I tell every, everybody in the beginning of the call, if you have any questions, go ahead and write it down right now. And at the end of the call, I'm going to answer every single question before I get off the call. And that's what I do, you know, religiously. You know, I don't just say, okay, well, we're ending it right now. No, no, no. I'm going to answer all questions because I want to make sure whenever I leave you, you have the proper guidance to actually go out there and make things happen. And then if you want to know additional information, then that's whenever I refer you to the ebook. I may say, mm -hmm. okay, well, cool. You know, I have an ebook. Go ahead and go ahead and read the ebook. And sometimes people may read the ebook before they get on the call. The ebook. It's, it's a powerful ebook. It gives you the blueprint. That's why my ebook is called The Blueprint to Mobile Home Investing because I lay out the blueprint so that you can get started. I'm actually in the process of making another book right now um, because I just want to go in more, more in depth. And I always tell people, I'm a student to the game. So as I'm learning, I learn from other professionals in this game as well too. I never put myself... And, and a high, you know, pedestal and be like, oh, I don't, I can't learn from nobody else. And no, no, I learn from other professionals. So the things that they teach me, I make sure I teach my students as well, too. You know, um, where can people find the book? Oh, you can go to my website. My website is themobilehomecloser.com. Themobilehomecloser.com. You can go on my website. Uh, once you hit the drop down menu, you will see the different programs where well, you hit program and then all the different programs that we offer is right there. No, nah, that's powerful. And then for those who are ready to take it to the next step and ready to invest a little bit more, talk to the people about your masterclass. Yeah. So, um, we have two masterclass. Um, one of, one of the masterclass is PowerPoints. So in the PowerPoint, there's 280 slides. Um, in a PowerPoint. Um, and you can get that for uh, $250. And then we have, we have the actual um, masterclass videos. Um, and the masterclass videos, uh, that's $499. Um, now, the masterclass videos, we're going to be launching that maybe like in the next week or two. Because what, I, what I'm doing is I'm transforming it to a classroom now. And what I mean by that is a lot of people, they have master classes, right? Let's say if you got 10 modules, that's all you get. And as they progress in their knowledge, they may teach the people or they may not teach the people. But what I want to do is I'm turning it into a classroom. So when you purchase it and you get those 10 modules, every week I'm uploading a new video for you. Hmm. So that now any information that I get, I'm handing the information over to you. So it's hmm. not like, okay, well, cool. Now Abdul, he got a 2.0 class. I have to get a 2.0 class. No, 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 no. Any information I get, any special guests that just talk to the group privately, I'm able to upload that to the classroom. So, so now, it's almost like a mobile home, uh, like a university, online university in a sense. Right. And 
you're going to constantly be putting more videos out. So people pay one time and then they have access to the 10 modules to start. But then as you put out more information, they get access to those as well for no, no additional charge. Exactly. That's, that's exactly, great. that's exactly what I'm doing right now. So I postponed it because I want to make sure uh, once we uh, launch it, it's in the classroom setting. So we already started days ago, putting it together is coming out good right now. Um, you know, I have about like six modules already uploaded right now and you know, I'm ironing out the kink. So whenever I present it, oh yeah, it's, it's going to be full fledged. Everything is going to be there. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be beautiful. I, like I said, I tell people, I don't do this for the money. Uh, I'm passionate enough to where I can, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I just want to see other people happy. Um, and even if you, even if you stay on your career path, I still want to make it to where if you are, if you are invested in mobile homes, it change your lifestyle tremendously. It changed the amount of income you're bringing in your household tremendously. Like I had one guy, um, I was looking at his, uh, uh, his interview. Uh, he did it about two days ago, right? But he's about to open up his own school. And, but he's still invested in mobile homes. But off of one deal, he made $20,000 for his family. Mm -hmm. And that's profit. That's not what he grows, that's profit, right? And he lives in a California area. So, you know, the people, they have the money and everything else like that. But all I'm saying is his vision is to open up the school and what she's doing. But mobile home investing is changing his whole family dynamic. Hmm. So I'm like, if you have a career field and you said, man, look, I'm man, this is what I, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to open up but I do want to invest my money in mobile home investing, man, you can do that as well too. You can do that. Man, as well. that's, that's powerful. So you're saying that, cause a lot of times people run into those type of issues. They, you know, uh, their dream is something and they are expecting the dream to fund their lifestyle and everything. But you're saying like, you can have that dream, but this is like a vehicle that you can use to fund your lifestyle and get you to that dream that you have. Exactly, most definitely. You know, that, that's why I said in the beginning, uh, when people go to their jobs, their gifts are misplaced. So if, if let's say if you, if you are a truck driver, right? But your, your dream is to open up a hospital, and I'm just throwing that out there. Your dream is to open up a hospital, right? And you said, man, I want to open up a hospital. I want to open up a hospital. And you keep saying that, right? You can use mobile home investing to help fund you to get the hospital that you want. You can do that. You can do that as well, too. Because my thing is, I will be happy if you are actually doing something that you were created to do. To me, I'm, man, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent fine with that. And I always tell people, like, matter of fact, like my assistant, right? I told her, I said, look, anybody that worked for me, I want to make sure that they have a dream. Something that they're constantly working on to bring it into fruition. And if you choose to continue to work for me, that's fine. But you got to be working towards what you really want to do in life. See, there, there's, no other, there's no other boss. There's no other... Uh, uh, supervisor that tells their, their, their employees that facts, they punish you for that. Actually, they punish you. You, you got jobs right now to tell you that, man, look, you can't even work at another company that provide the same service as us, or we will fire you. You know what I'm saying? So that's my, I've had certain companies tell me to tone down what I'm doing on social media with my other endeavors, like podcasting or interviewing people or doing all these and they were just like, you're making people feel weird. I'm like, what? And I got fired for having an uh, eccentric personality. I'm like, what? Yes, but yes, <laughs> exactly. So I tell them, I'm like, no, I'm like, look, if you want to get into the, the, the movie career or whatnot, then make sure you are actively doing that. Yes, you may be working hours with me or doing whatever it is I ask you to do, but make sure you are actively working towards that. And if I can help you in any type of way, then just ask me. I'm, I'm one of those people like, look, 
if it's something that you want to do and I may have a connect or I may know somebody that knows somebody, then I'm going to plug you in. You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately, I want to see you win at the end of the day. And if, because here's the thing, if you're not in line with what you want to do, then you're going to give me BS work. You're, you're, you're going to come and you're going to treat, you're going to treat what I have just like a regular job. And I, just, I don't want regular people that's working for me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want people to have that, uh, that, that, that condition. I call it slave. It's like a slave mentality that they may have. You know what I'm saying? It's like you condition to one way and you know, you only function on one accord. I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my, my thing is I want to make sure that I bring out the best in somebody. Um, yeah. and if I can help them get to where they want to go at, then it's like, let me, let me help you. Well, uh, that's a perfect pivot. Talk to me about this youth program. Yeah. So, uh, I was, man, I was always working with the youth. Right. And I'm gonna tell you a little, another little story. Right. Um, I was actually doing electrical work. So, you know, once my, um, once my father was teaching about the, you know, mobile home game, I was trying to think of like a construction field I can get into because like I said, he was teaching me how to be like a handy person. Right. And so when I was younger, I wanted to be an architect. And so I got into the construction field and I started doing electrical work. And then I went to, um, before that I was, I was working with the youth, but I went to Iowa and what happened was, um, a very close uh, buddy of mine's, uh, he got a job in California and the job what he was going to be doing was he was going to be working with the youth. Now this particular time of the year, they were actually going to be taking the youth all over the country. So they were going to be hitting about 30 different States. All right. And, and what happened was one of the guys, he was unable to make it. So my brother called me up and he said, look, you know, this guy, he's, he's a little bit too old. And he said that, you know, he's going to go ahead and step down because there's like a, a age gap. You're dealing with children that's about 15 years old. Right. But then you in your fifties. So my brother was like, there's a, there's a huge age gap and you know, you can't relate to them. You can't relate to what they're doing. You can't relate to no music, nothing like that. So my brother said, dude, man, you want to come? And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll take the trip. So what we did was we took the worst out of the worst boys out of the school by, you know, their, their parents gave us their permission. The principals gave us their permission. And we took them all over the country during the summertime. And uh, these were young uh, black boys. They had, you know, horrific stories uh, growing up. And we had uh, 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 women adults that was with us as well too because they had the girls, you know, so we had two vans. You know, it was me and my brother. Uh, we had one van, the girls in another van. But every state that we went to, we, we was teaching them about like who they are as black, you know, young boys. And, uh, you know, growing up, you know, my family, you know, it's military and security was always top of the line. It was always top of the line. And so what I did with the young boys is I had them drilling, you know, like I was, I was that, I was that DI, I was that drill instructor, you know, left face, left face, you know, cause I was always brought up on, you know, drilling and how to drill and this and that. Right. And we was in Philadelphia. So we, mind you now, we drove from California all the way to the East coast from the East coast all the way down the East coast, back all the way up to California for 30 days. Yes. So in, in, in those 30 days, we hit about 26 different States, mm. you know, and I'm talking about, we was treating these boys because a lot of the boys, um, they, they didn't go past the California area in their life. They never, some of them never even left out of their city. And every, every, almost every state that we took them to, we was taking them to five-star hotels. Wow. I'm talking about top of the line, beautiful hotels. You know, we was taking them to see mayors. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we was taking them, uh, uh, you know, these, was, these were uh, black uh, young boys. So we took them to the slave plantations. We took them to New York. We taught them about, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Wall Street. We, we taught them, I mean, it was so much game just in those 30 days. But the goal was to change those young boys' lives. And at the end of the trip, you know, instead of them calling me up, dude, they calling me uncle. 
<laughs> you know, I, I just, I, I went from dude all the way to uncle, you know, at the end of the trip, you know, some of them said, man, I'm dude, man, you, man, you, you, you like my big brother. Like, you know, so, I mean, we, man, we just empowered those young boys. I mean, to, a, I mean, another degree. And I was blessed to do it another um, year with them. So we did it for two years. And then that's whenever, you know, I got married. So things had to change. Um, but did you notice uh, a noticeable uh, impact or change in their behavior? Because like you said, this was the worst of the worst kids. But after they got that exposure, yeah. uh, did, did was there a shift? Yeah, there was definitely a, a shift. Because like I said, we were, I, I was, I was their drill sergeant there. So there was times we would wake up in the morning time, we would go outside, we would exercise, but then I would get them all in a formation. And then anything that we learned previously, I would have each of the young boys recite something. If we went to, you know, um, a slave plantation, recite something that you learned there. If we talk to uh, the mayor, recite something at the mayor, I don't care what it was, they was reciting something. But what I was teaching them was I was teaching them discipline. If I hear them call uh, a, a woman or a young lady out their name, immediately handle that right away. We was teaching them, we was teaching them how to uh, fix cars, everything. You know, so when they was on that trip, we was teaching them how to be young men. They were opening up all the doors for the young girls that was with us, for the old. So we was teaching them how to be young men. It's like, no, 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 no. And we was teaching them the security of how, how do you go about securing the black woman? You are a black male. And if this goes for any, any, any race, you know, how do you view your own people? So anytime, anytime the, 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 the young girls was to jump out the car, they would have to beat them to the car or else, oh, y'all doing push-ups. Y'all, y'all let all these young girls open up their door, but y'all, y'all, y'all sitting there slouching inside the car. Now they going inside the store unprotected and that's y'all job as young men. You supposed to protect the black woman. So man, we were, we was teaching them so much principles to where everything, you know, became, it was, it was clockwork after that. It was like, we didn't have to, we didn't have to even, you know, teach them or show them anything because they were looking at us as examples. And that's the thing about the youth. They don't want to hear too much of what you say. They want to see what you're doing. Thanks. And so whenever we would jump out the car, they were literally after a certain point, they started pushing each other out the way. And they were like, no, 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 we gotta get to the car. Let's go. So they started pushing each other out the way. No, 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 no. Let's go get these. You know, and then after that, I started to see a change in the boys because they started correcting the other young boys on things that they were doing wrong. So now it puts me in a position to where I can sit back and observe. I don't have to say nothing. Because what we have already instilled inside those young boys, now they're pulling, hey, why are your pants sagging? You know, Abdul and Zara, they don't, they don't like that. Hey, why, why, why you said that? We, we, we haven't been taught that. So then now the boys correcting one another. And when you got that inside your circle of young men that's correcting other young men, then now you're going to see a whole dynamic change just based off of that. You holding your other brother accountable for his actions. See, that's something we don't have in our community. We don't have men that's holding other men accountable for their actions. Right. You know, it, 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 it's more like a trauma. You know, we got used to it. You shoot your brother. Man, you know, AJ, man, yeah, he got burned last week. But, you know, it is what it is. And you keep, him, you keep it going. You know what I'm saying? So, but, but yeah, but... Um, and talk a little bit about the, the youth program that I have right now. Um, I just want to give you a backdrop on that. But to talk about it, um, the things that I'm doing right now, and I'm actually going to be doing it today at 4 o'clock with the youth. Um, I teach them how to defend themselves. You know, I'm a strong believer. If you are going to be in your community, 
you have to know how to defend yourself and you have to know how to defend your family and the people in the community. Um, so I did, I did MMA fighting, you know, uh, growing up as a young boy, uh, I was a wrestler, uh, you know, so boxing, MMA, jiu-jitsu, all of that. That's what I do. That's, that's something that, that keeps me up, up and up. Um, I love fighting. I love it. You know, so I teach them how to defend themselves when it comes down to fighting. Also, I teach them, you don't just use your hands for fighting, but you want to be able to use your hands to build for yourself as well, too. So there was a picture that I posted on Instagram, and then my other young boys that's in the Atlanta area, they're going to be coming to one of my properties, and uh, I'm going to be teaching them, you know, how to paint, you know, how to put up sheetrock, you know, how to change out a toilet, you know, how to fix a uh, small plumbing inside the house. Uh, you know, different things to that nature. So even if they go astray, and what I mean by astray is they, okay, well, mobile home investing is not for me. They still have skill sets to at least get them a job because I don't have a problem with a hardworking man. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't have a problem. So if you have to get a job as a launching point to put you someplace else, then by all means, you can do that. But what I'm teaching the young boys is do for self. Do for self. And I understand you may have to go on a job and then do a steal away, learn certain things that they're doing. And what I mean by steal away is if you are on a construction site, you got the skills, but you lack management. You lack certain skills. You go on that job, you learn it, and then you start building up your business. You work Monday through Friday, but then now you got to put in that grind. Now you work Saturday and Sunday for yourself. And then that's when you cut back your hours. Hey, look, I'm unable to work 40, but I can work 30 hard hours. But what you do is now you replacing your job with your business that you have. But everything that they're teaching you, you make sure you implement that in your business. That is of good. That is of good. I got to be clear on that. That is of good. So you want to take the good. You want to leave the bad. And then you build your empire. But with these young boys, I'm teaching them at a young age because uh, all of them are around the age. I got one 17-year-old and then uh, two 15-year-old and then one 14-year-old. And I told the 17-year-old by the time he turned 20, he should be uh, financially independent. The other young boys, by the time you're 18 years old, you should be financially independent because you're going to have the skill sets that you're going to need to start up your own company. And I promise you, if you go to certain places and they see young men, because my thing is, I'm going to dress up the young men. If they see young men in suits and ties, and then you tell them what your skill sets are, and you're looking to be uh, self-sufficient by the time you're 18 years old, so you're trying to get contracts as a young man, and you come to them like a professional, oh, yeah. They'll they get contracts easily. Thanks, thanks. Bro, like, back to the whole captivating thing again, bro. <laughs> it's like, your voice is for sure a gift, your mind, your wisdom. Uh, I appreciate everything that you're doing for the community, the skills that you're uh, instilling in them, the wisdom that you're imparting onto their psyches. Um, man, the world would just be different, bro, if people had men that were looking out for other men, like you're talking about, men that were actually teaching them trades, uh, teaching them how to defend themselves, but then also giving them the contingent, like, yo, this ain't just to be out there trying to be a bully. This is like, if somebody approaches you for something to be able to defend yourself, not to provoke things, but to defend. And then, all right, your hands aren't just to be used to just punch people or grab people. You can use these to actually build something for yourself and build wealth. So I, I appreciate that mindset, man. You gave me really so much to think about, man. This has probably been my favorite podcast. Uh, I think I'm on episode 24, yeah, yeah, although yeah. only three of them are out, but I've recorded 24 of them so far. And this one has definitely, is definitely a top one, bro, for sure. Uh, just because it gives me that. so much stuff to think about. And actually, 
I wish I didn't have to bust a move right now. Uh, I would love to have you on the podcast again sometime, man, maybe in a few weeks or in like a month or two, uh, bring you back on because I'm, it's so much more stuff I want to ask you, bro. It's so much more stuff that I'm interested in talking about. Correct. I about to say, man, it's so much. And, you know, I, I love to come on. You know, I mean, whenever you send me the invite, you know, to come back on your show, you know, we just set up a time in the day, man, and I'll be back on. You know, I, I definitely, um, you know, this this was my pleasure. And, you know, I always try to make myself available, you know, um, you know, to, to, to anybody that, you know, wanted to interview me that I know that's, you know, doing good um, and what, you know, is behind the motive behind whatever it is that they're doing, you know, and if it's up good, then, you know, I tell them, yeah, you know, invite me on, you know, let's, let's, let's talk. Let's have a discussion, man. Well, uh, how are all the ways that the people can support you, bro? Yeah. So, um, so you can actually go, you know, to my website, uh, the mobile You know, I have different, um, items that, you know, you can support, uh, you can go on, uh, Instagram, the mobile home closers at the mobile home closers with the S and, you know, you can support me that way as well too. You know, all you gotta do is just drop inside the inbox and, you know, um, I have my assistant, you know, either myself or my assistant, she can send you a link, even if you just want to donate to these young boys. And one thing I want to add too, with these young boys, I'm actually paying them out of my pocket too. Wow. So I am paying them. So when they come and learn, I, I always tell people this, man, you know, you, you, uh, you learn while you earn. So the young right. boys are learning, but then they're getting paid. They're getting paid to do this as well too. You know, so I just don't have them come with me and they're just sitting back and I just have them working for me for free. No, they're actually getting a paycheck. Every single time they come with me, you know, they get a pay check support that way you know you can actually uh, dm me we'll send you a link um and those funds you know help me pay those boys because like i say everything is coming out of my pocket right now which is no problem because even if nobody don't support me i'm gonna make sure that you know these young boys um they get paid regardless because i believe if you work you know a, a hard day's work you should get paid for that as well too no that's facts uh, how many boys do you got in your program? So right now we have four, but the four is growing. Um, I just started the program literally about uh, a month ago. And, you know, um, the program is is growing right now. Um, I'm getting uh, things together because we have more people that want to join. Because when the boys go back to the community and they say, look, we're boxing, I'm constantly getting calls. Hey, look, somebody else want to join. 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 And, you know, the facility that um, I train them at, you know, you got to pay for everybody that come in. So, you know, if you get an influx of people, now you got to pay for everybody. So I'm working on ways to where uh, we can go to a, a facility. And so I can house all the boys uh, for free. Um, if somebody would just sponsor us so that I can house the boys, because there's a lot of boys in various communities that's finding out about it, and I'm getting calls about it. Like, how can my son, because I mean, it's like this, who wouldn't want their son Thanks. to go and learn a skill and get paid for it? And they're 13, 14 years old, 15, 16, 17, 18. Who wouldn't want that? You know what and I'm saying? And with bullying so, and being so high, how to defend themselves too. And how to, de come on now. So it's like, I'm getting a lot. Um, just that I want to see uh, in the facility that I'm going to right now, um, you know, they're allowing us to, you know, work out of their gym is LA Fitness, you know, so we go to LA Fitness um, back in, you know, their boxing area, and then, you know, I teach them how to box back in that area, you know, so. No, nah, that's powerful, bro. Uh, so I actually just dropped a book. Um, it's called Healing in Hindsight, and I have around uh, 50 books that's headed to me. They won't be here for around two weeks or so, but I want to send you five copies uh, for your boys uh, and the people that's in the program. Y'all can read it at your own leisure and all that, but uh, it's just all the experiences that I've had to overcome. And then it's like 60 some pages of different exercises that I've actually used to process my trauma, to unpack my trauma, 
to mend my relationship with my dad and my father just to get emotionally free because I used to be angry and bitter and self-destructive and all that. So the whole book is just my whole process uh, from being, you know, emotionally weighed down to emotionally free. So I'm going to send you uh, five of those copies, bro, free of charge. Uh, so I'm going to get an address from you. And then when those books get here, I think they arrive November 1st. Uh, I'm going to ship you five of them, bro. Yeah, man, most definitely. I'm going to definitely, man, I'm going to pass them out. I'm going to tell them it's, it's going to be mandatory for them to uh, read and tell me something that they have read out of um, the chapter, you know, um, because my thing is anything that that would uh, boost their intellectual level, anything that will make them uh, free, because that's why that's why I train, because, you know, that training that that shows the discipline. You know, that shows how you can control uh, your your anger and everything else like that. So anything that will help the guys, you know, become free and open, man, that's excellent. I'm all for it, man. Bet. Well, we're going to make it happen. Again, uh, I got to bust this move. Ah, oh, man, man. This is one of my favorite ones, though, bro. I'm trying to tell you. I'm locked in. I'm like, man, I hate that I got to leave. Uh, but... Again, I appreciate you coming on Rising Tide. Again, the purpose of Rising Tide is to educate, heal, and empower by bringing on the world's most brilliant minds and purest souls. So I am grateful and humbled that we had an amazing Rising Tide uh, in the building. Mr. Shabazz, a.k.a. the mobile home closer. Please check him out. Uh, just give your social media handles one more time and your website. Yes, sir. So you can find me at, um, at the mobile home closers with an S. And then you can actually go to my website, themobilehomecloser.com. All righty, man. So definitely uh, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, definitely check them out on Instagram. Definitely check out the website. Uh, give those donations. Uh, send anything that you can in regards to helping with his youth, prog uh, his youth program. If you're interested in getting into mobile homes, definitely go to his Instagram page and check out uh, the Zoom uh, calls that he posts about. And then if you're interested in taking it to the next level, definitely check out the masterclass. So uh, again, I appreciate you coming on being a rising tide. And until next time, you have a blessed day, brother. Likewise, sir. You take care. You too. Peace. Mm -hmm.